Hi, today I'm joined with doctors Megan Blemker and Kester Nahan from 4C, where we're going to be talking about the foresight into the future of AMD on today's Optometric Insights show. Guys, good afternoon. Thank you guys for joining me today. Um, we have some pretty awesome stuff that we're going to be talking about here today. Um, so first and foremost, Megan and Kester, please introduce yourselves. Give our audience a little bit of a background on yourself and really the company. So Megan, why don't we get started with you? Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having us. My name is Megan Blemker. I am an optometrist by trade and the Director of Clinical Affairs and Education at Natal Vision. I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee. I practiced for several years in the area before making the transition to industry and was with Bausch & Lomb Surgical for about four years and have been with Notel Vision for the past four years. That's great. And Kester, give us a little bit of your background as well. Yeah, Mita, first of all, thank you so much for, for having us here and giving digital healthcare some, some visibility in the space, happy to educate the, the community. Yeah, my name is Kester Nahan. I'm the CEO of uh, Notel Vision. I joined uh, the company three years ago. Prior to that, uh, I was 12 years with Heidelberg Engineering which is one of the premier in-office ophthalmic diagnostics company. And they always had the urge to sort of take diagnostics one step closer to the patient and not just to develop devices and sell them, but actually to provide direct care to patients. And, and that's what we do at uh, No Television. We are a digital healthcare provider. Well, that's you bring up an interesting topic, this whole concept of digital healthcare provider. I, I think there's a little bit, just from a practitioner's perspective, there, there's kind of questions around the unknown. Clarify that a little bit for us. What does that actually mean? And how does your company actually become involved in that? Yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of a new subspecialty, you could say, within ophthalmic care. Uh, we have sort of the, the in-office uh, practitioners, ophthalmologists, optometrists, but you're sort of limited in the uh, type of care that you can provide. It requires the patient to come to your office. But things can happen in between, and that's sort of where we fit in. Um, we provide patients with technology they can use at home. We monitor the use of the technology. We analyze the data that we receive, for example, from the Fossey home device, to then provide information to the office-based providers on whether these patients show any changes in their vision that needs the provider's attention. So we're essentially extending the care to the patient's home through digital tools that we that we offer. And we're doing that with the responsibility of a healthcare provider that builds Medicare, yeah, and uh, lives up to the to the same standards as the office-based care. Kester, it's interesting because when the patient comes into our offices, we take so many measurements and we have so much conversation. And I do know at times it's overwhelming. And then we we kind of expect these individuals to just remember to use what I consider, you know, what was the standard of care, these AMSR grids, but the reality is, is these patients come back and they're just not using them. Megan, um, you know, the 4C home AMD monitoring program, this is kind of really where the application of this digital healthcare provider kind of comes into play. Share with us a little bit about the technology and the program and how it actually works with you guys. 
Certainly. And you brought up the Amsler grid, which as we know, we've been using as a standard of care for a long time now. It does detect those catastrophic changes, mm-hmm. but 4C Home is very sensitive and it will detect more subtle changes. It does that with a proprietary technology called preferential hyperacuity parametry or EHP. And this monitors for changes in metamorphopsia or visual distortions within the central 14 degrees of the macula. So we know that hyperacuity is much more sensitive than Snellen, that standard clinic eye chart acuity, because of the way that it functions within the visual system. So we are monitoring these patients. Many times they will not notice that they've had changes but the system will be able to pick that up from the sensitivity. So Megan, they're actually getting a test sent to their house and you guys are walking them through how to set it up and everything, correct? Exactly. So once the referring doctor has identified a good candidate for 4C home, so we are monitoring these very high risk patients. So these are the dry intermediate AMD patients at risk of converting to wet AMD. So if they have that diagnosis code in right, left, or both eyes, and their best corrected vision is 2060, six zero or better, then they're a good candidate for a 4C home. And so what the referring physician does from that point is send in the prescription to our monitoring center, and we take it from there. We like to say that we're an extension of your practice. And what I mean by that is... Once we receive the patient's prescription, their referral information, including their insurance information, we will verify their benefits, let the patient know what, if anything, that they will pay for the service on a monthly basis. And then if the patient agrees to move forward with the program, our team will ship to the patient the device. We will work with the patients on setting it up. We'll answer any questions that they may have, continuing the conversation about EMD, Specifically, of course, working with 4C Home and using it the first few times to make sure that they're comfortable testing using a mouse technology when they are monitoring with the device at home. And what we're very proud of with our white glove service is that these are ophthalmic professionals who are talking to practices and talking to your patients. So they all have experience as clinicians. If they've been in clinic, they're oftentimes COAs or COTs, so they speak the language. And we try to keep the same clinical partner with your patients each time. So there's someone that they're familiar with. If they have any questions, they can always reach back out to our monitoring center and we can help them. So Megan, it's interesting. So we see patient in office, we make the order in the office, or we send the order to to NOTOL. NOTOL then communicates with the patient and I'll, I'll give you a recent story. We just did this with a monocular patient who had wet AMD in one eye, and now we're monitoring with a 4C in the left eye. Your system actually caught that we actually reported something incorrectly, and they checked back with us and realized that we did, in fact, mark the wrong eye to be tested. So they communicated with the patient. Something didn't make sense. They sent it back to us, and we resent the order. So you guys are constantly like looking at things every step of the way to, to make sure it happens. Now, um, Kester, I'll tell you that you guys really have streamlined this process. It is not a difficult process for an office to actually get somebody enrolled in the program and send the prescription for this. But for those offices that are maybe concerned, I mean, everybody's concerned now post-COVID about 
um, employee issues and things like that. Now we're adding another layer of responsibility for people that are worried. What would you share with those clinicians? Yeah, we really take all the, the, the heavy lifting off the practices and we fully understand the concerns. Yeah? So really for the practice, it's a simple referral. We do everything from the benefits verification to the monitoring of the patient. If the patient has a question, they're going to call our monitoring center. Uh, we make sure uh, that data is collected and then you'll hear back when that patient needs to be seen in the office. Yeah. So no, no extra burden uh, on the practice, not from a workflow perspective and also not financially. Because yeah. the practices do not incur any cost. The service is covered by Medicare. I remember the office meeting that we brought up this technology to the staff and I saw all the white faces on this, all the staff members. And I said, do you guys have a concern? They said, Dr. B, how are we going to describe this to patients? I go, time out. You don't have to, you don't have to describe anything. All you have to tell them is there is going to be a digital test that's going to be sent to their house. The company will reach out to them directly and they'll answer all their questions, which I think is one of the most important things. So, Megan, if there is a change, so if your technology detects a change in these individuals' vision, how do we get notified? So if over time the patient, as they are being monitored, which initially they do have to establish a baseline. So once the setup is complete, the patient is comfortable with testing with 4C Home, then the system will monitor for establishing the starting point or the baseline, if you will. So as the patient is learning the technology, the technology is learning the patient. And from there, over time, if there's a statistically significant change in their mapping, in their metamorphopsy or visual distortion, then the system will actually create this alert. And when the referring doctor receives notification, it's through an encrypted email and it has a red receipt on it. So we make sure that the referring doctor has received this notification, of course, HIPAA compliant, that the referring doctor or whomever they have deemed appropriate to receive this information be the point of contact at the practice, opens up the email. And from there, what typically happens is the referring practice will bring in the patient for examination. That's great. Um, you know, I, I think it's so key, especially with the intermediate um, MACDGEN patients. And I think that's where it becomes critical to really help understand the different phases, the mild, moderate a more advanced AMD, because that's really the one that we're trying to protect and keep from going wet. And any early indication of this makes it better. But um, Kester, we're always concerned about coverage and what that looks like for a patient. What what does something like that look like? And what does that process of coverage determine look like for the practitioner and also for the patient? Yeah, so the, the service itself is Medicare covered. Yeah? So if a patient has a Medicare insurance and they have a secondary insurance, it's actually free of charge to the patient. Um, if they don't have a secondary, there may be um, a copay um, of $15 per month right now at current rates. As for the practice, uh, there's some really good news um, and probably something that the, the COVID pandemic has brought about. Uh, and that is since last year, since 2021, the ENM codes actually consider that third party providers like the Nota Vision Monitoring Center give um, optometrists access to data. Uh, and so the ENM codes now consider the review of this data as a bidding opportunity for an optometrist. And this is both for the time spent or for the medical decision-making that is based on the review of the data uh, where we give access to the compliance information, the test information, 
metamorphopsia maps, and of course, all that can be considered in the medical decision making um, and in the billing level that is applied. Castor, that's great. So from start to finish, just to kind of highlight everything, we clinically see patients in the office, and if we identify them as intermediate macular degeneration patients with either fundus exam and or fundus photos and or um, OCT, we'll then talk to them about the technology, and then we literally send the order for the technology. Your company actually reaches out to the patients, and they coordinate everything from that point forward with that individual. And then what we as clinicians will get is notification on any potential changes that the technology may may detect with that patient, ultimately with the goal of catching these patients changing from dry to wet at a sooner stage, knowing that if we intervene sooner, clinical outcomes will be better. I mean, that's that's really the bottom line of what you're doing here. You're taking the... There's going to be one person that's mad at your technology, though. The Amsler grid uh, printers, again, it's going to potentially make that that an obsolete uh, tool. And I think there's always places for everything, but this is really the, the future of home monitoring the way that we can help, help these patients better. This has been great. Um, Kester, any final thoughts for the group before we, we kind of uh, finish up here? Yeah, I think perhaps to, to point out uh, that uh, at Nota Vision, we've been providing the service now for 10 years um, and actually very proud to share that uh, just a 10-year study was just recently published uh, in ophthalmology uh, retina. Uh, and for those interested to learn more about the efficacy of the program, go to fossihome.com uh, or notavision.com and, and learn more about how to partner with our monitoring center. Great. And Megan, you've been um, you've been awesome just uh, in terms of your clinical experience, but also relating everything technology-wise back clinically. Any final thoughts for for the audience? Well, thank you so much. Just to echo what you had said earlier about the initial vision being a predictor for long-term outcomes, doing everything in our power to provide solutions and tools to protect our patient's vision. So I think it's really critical that we as optometrists really embrace this program and give our patients the best chance at that. Um, I do think that this is a practice builder, as, as you had mentioned and as Kester had mentioned, because the patients are very engaged. Um, it is very pleasing to me to hear patient stories where they feel empowered. They feel like they can take charge of this disease and they can do something about it. And they feel very confident in their referring doctor that the referring doctor is watching and that we are watching and that we are there for them. So it's um, I'm very proud of the work that we do and really appreciate the chance to, to share this with you and your audience. That's great. Well, Megan Kester, thank you both. For joining us on this episode. We, we really appreciate you being here. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Optometric Insights Show. 